When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harmon, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network. You've been hearing a lot of me. You heard me on Monday, all the lead up to the big game on Monday night. You heard me yesterday, Tuesday for the Winners and Losers podcast. Make sure you go back and check that podcast out in case you missed it. And then here we are today, typical Wednesday. We got a big show coming up. There's a lot to discuss in the first half. We're updating the DEFCON levels. We have some news from Mike Tomlin's press conference. And then we're going to be talking a lot about some changes happening. Some changes. It kind of reminds me of Rocky Four, you know, where Rocky goes over to Russia. He beats Ivan Drago, and he gives that famous speech afterwards. He says, you know, I've seen a lot of changing. Changes in yous and changes in me. Like all this stuff. Change. It's what this is all about. This podcast is all about change. The Steelers are going to be experiencing change. And then, obviously, we're going to be talking about the mailbag in the second half. I'm going to be answering a lot of questions. Holy cow. I knew it was coming, yet I still didn't really prepare myself. There were a ton of questions. We're going to dive headfirst into that in the second half. Let's get this started with the news from Mike Tomlin's press conference. Made you know He talked a lot about offensive mojo and said that he likes when the, the fan base is, well, I think he said fat, sweet and sassy or something like that because I don't know we'll get to it but still talked about injuries you know Minka Fitzpatrick was sent to the hospital he was being evaluated for a chest injury this was after the game on Monday night he was released from the hospital it was precautionary 
He seems to be fine. They said, well, where is he now? And Tom's like, well, he's, he's in our training room right now. So uh, injury update there with Minka is, is good. Doesn't mean he's going to play this weekend, uh, but at least the fact that he was released from the hospital, that it wasn't anything serious like a punctured lung or maybe even worse. You know, you're talking about all those injuries that can happen to uh, the, the chest and the rib cage and, and the lungs and all that stuff. So good news on that front. They said they'll know more as the week progresses. Alandon Roberts, who suffered a stinger in the game on Monday night, was able to come back, but Mike Tomlin even added that sometimes you got to be able to get that strength back, and even though Alandon Roberts did come back into the game, doesn't mean he'll be ready. We'll see. Gunnar Olszewski is in the concussion protocol. Not that that matters to a lot of fans based on his play. Nonetheless, I do think it's important also this has nothing to do with those three players that I just mentioned. It has everything to do with the fact that Mike Tomlin said this, and I don't know if a lot of fans really listened, was... Essentially, with them playing on Monday night, him having his press conference on Tuesday, Tuesday was when the players normally report and they get a good feel for what's going on. That's all been pushed back a day. So there's a there's a good chance that they will that they'll essentially not know some of these banged up bumps and bruises, Larry Ogunjobi's foot, James Daniels ankle, all those injuries, that type of stuff. They might not know that until the first actual injury report on Wednesday. So Keep that in the back of your minds. Okay, so that was really the only news. He was at peppered with questions about a lot of stuff. Go and listen to uh, Dave Schofield's Mike Tomlin press conference recap to get the lowdown on Tomlin's presser. Okay, let's talk about change. Let's talk about the Steelers' offense. I want to focus only on the offense in this first half. I just feel it's appropriate. And, you know, now it's been roughly, it's been over 24 hours since the game finished, and I'm still left with one ongoing thought in my head and I'm sure I'm not alone anyone out there that watched the game my ride or die crew especially I guarantee you all feel the same way and it is what was that that's it what was that what the hell did I just watch what was that because it clearly was not football that clearly was not professional football in the NFL what was that you know as ugly it was as ugly as all get out but it was a win, and that is better than the alternative. But, you know, you're not going to hear me talk about, you. Know, well, you win's a win, you take the win. In this case, yeah, we're all going to take the win. Every fan that wears the black and gold at any point in their lives will say, I will take that W, one and one, let's go to Las Vegas. You hopefully can win that game on the road, and then you have the Houston Texans, and they start playing this game in their mind. No one's going to sit there and say, well, that win doesn't count. I don't really count it. No, they're going to take the win. They're going to take the win. But something that I said back before the season started, and I'm standing by this, even as horrible as the offense has looked, that style points do matter. That, yes, winning is great, but winning ugly is not sustainable. That was the whole crux of that podcast. You could probably go back and find it, that style points do matter. And so in this regard, what was that? <laughs> That's exactly what we all were thinking, right? What in the hell was that? You know, we're focusing on the offense. There were some defensive things, but everyone's talking about change. They all want to see change. You know, it's it's kind of akin to you, you got to do something. Like I can't just stay. I, how do I? I can't do nothing. Like look at this. It's awful. This is just an awful product. I have to do something. Well, what do you want to do? I don't know. Do something. It, What about this? Yeah, anything. Just do something. I don't know if they're going to do anything that the Steelers fan base is going to cling to and say, finally. 
finally they did it. Finally, they made the move. I don't think that change is coming, at least not yet. But for the first time in a long time, I feel as if there is a change coming. And that change might be sooner rather than later. We'll talk about that in a second. But what is really going on here? What what is really happening with the Steelers' offense? What are the issues? There are many. There are many, many issues. We'll start with the quarterback, Kenny Pickett. He's a mystery to me. You know, I said this on Twitter during the game, had a lot of great responses from people, whether they followed me or not, doesn't matter. And I just talked about how the, the he's kind of the the mystery piece of this puzzle for me. And it's not because he's not playing well. It's because we've seen him play better. This isn't a situation where maybe you have a quarterback, uh, let's say Mason Rudolph as an example. He's got starting experience, but... Think back to 2019 when we hadn't seen anything. Expectations were really, really low, and everyone maybe thought that, you know, first-round grade, everyone talked about that with Mason Rudolph, but still, it wasn't that situation. We've seen Kenny Pickett in this offense, in this National Football League, win games and be clutch in those games. What has happened? We saw it in the preseason. And I know that's vanilla defenses, but again, go back to last season. He did it last regular season. So what happened? What is going on? I, I He's the biggest mystery. Is it the coordinator? Is it the line? Is it the playmakers? Is there miscommunication? I don't know. He's the biggest mystery right now. But, you know, then, you know, he's proven that he can do it. It's just a matter of what's taking him to get back to that spot. The offensive line is struggling. They are struggling. Are they being helped out a lot? Not necessarily, but they're not moving people. This is not the, oh, they fixed the offensive line finally. We all thought that. But when you, I actually found myself, and maybe I'm not alone, I found myself leading up to that as a two-week, that 18-day or whatever hiatus they had from preseason, week three, the final game, before the first regular season game. You know, all these content creators like myself are trying to find specific parts of the team to focus on. I was thinking about the offensive line. You know, they get rid of Kevin Dotson. They get rid of Kendrick Green, not arguing with either of those trades. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, did they really improve the offensive line? The only thing that's different, because we knew Broderick Jones wasn't going to start. The only thing that's different was Isaac Samalo enters the lineup. That's it. And we're expecting this huge change because of one guy? One guy? Maybe I was wrong for thinking that that one guy was good. That's a lot to put on him. But the offensive line has struggled. Wide receivers and tight ends, are they the problem? Are they an issue? I don't think so. Maybe there's some miscommunications. Maybe there's some finer details they can work through. But at the same time, no, I don't think that's the issue. The running backs, they're not great. But I don't think that they're the main issue. They're, they're not great. They're okay. Jalen Warren, he's, the, he's a little spark plug. Najee Harris, boy, he just seems like he is lumbering this year. And that's not a good adjective for a running back. There's no burst. There's no agility. He looks like he's heavier. Not from, he looks like he's heavier. He's more muscle bound. And I don't want you thinking this is, uh, you know, Trent Richardson out there or uh, Eddie Lacy out there running the football with a big old gut. Like, that's not what I'm saying. He looks like he's all kind of jacked up, but he looks like he's just slow. 
He just looks slow, sluggish, lumbering around with the football in his hands. Just not good. Just not good. But the one thing that I think we all can agree on is the play caller. The play caller is a problem. The play caller is an issue. And it's the predictability. It's how long... This is a really tough question, and I don't know if there's an answer that we can actually tangibly look at and say, yeah, this is how this will sort itself out. And that is how long is the organization going to tolerate it? How long is Art Rooney, if he's sitting in his owner's box, watching this this stuff that they call offense on the football field, how long is he going to sit there and say, I've seen enough? I've seen enough. How long is Omar Khan who everyone was just louding for such a great offseason. He's probably sitting there saying, I put this roster together for you, and this is what you're doing with it? This is what you're doing with the roster I put together? How long is he going to tolerate before he goes into Art's office or Mike Tomlin's office and says, we've got to do something about this? This is crazy. So then you have this this scene, and I, I shared this video on Twitter the chant of Fire Canada, and they asked a bunch of players about it. Oh, did you hear them chanting Fire Canada? And they all said to a T, like, no, I didn't hear it. No, I didn't hear it. And then they asked Mike Tomlin about it, and he didn't say he didn't hear it. He just said that he appreciates the Steelers fan base for being loyal and caring, blah, 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 sweet, fat, sassy, whatever he said. I don't know what the saying was. I'm sure it'll be on some T-shirts down in the Strip District tomorrow. But still... Those players, you listen to that. You watch that clip. You hear it yourself. There's no way they didn't hear it. It has to be impossible for them not to hear it. If they say they didn't hear it, they're lying through their teeth. The stadium chants were getting loud for fire this guy. At what point do these changes come, and what what changes are they? Everyone says, well, what if they just stripped play calling from him? To give it to who? Glenn Thomas or whatever his name is, the guy that was hired before the season. Dave Schofield had a great rant on the postgame show. If you missed it, go back and listen. You're not going to be disappointed. Not just with the rant. The whole show was great. But he talked about how the Steelers just get these cast-off coaches. You know, they, they never want to pay, like, the top dollar. They always want to get the JV coaches. He goes, well, you get JV coaches, you get JV results, using Mike Tomlin's terminology. He was not wrong. He's not wrong. And so everyone's like, bring in Byron Lefferts. So you're telling me you want to fire Mad Canada in the middle of the season at some point. You want to bring in an outside offensive coordinator, and the offense has to they have to start all over. That's what you want? I just don't think that's going to lead to success. Could it be worse? Probably not. But is it going to be better? <laughs> I doubt it. it. That This is a really tough spot for the offense, and this is one of the reasons why – Two years ago, when Ben Roethlisberger's year was done, his final year, Matt Canada's first year calling the plays, I said, if they decide to go down this road, there's really no turning back because they're going to be bringing in people, quarterback, offensive line, running backs that fit his scheme, and they're not going to fit everyone's scheme. That's a problem. That's a problem. So for the first time in a really long time, I can see a change happening. I actually could see them firing Matt Canada midseason. But I don't think it's going to happen right now. Mike Tomlin said in his press conference, two games equates to a trend. That means this is the start of the trend. If the offense continues to flounder, week three, week four, week five, week six of the bye week, that might be the time when you actually see a change being made. 
but it would probably just be an internal move. I don't think it would turn into this, oh, we're bringing in an outside person. It might be Mike Sullivan, the quarterback's coach, who has experience calling plays. Not great experience, but he has experience. I don't know. Everyone wants this change, this sweeping change to happen, and it's just not as easy as just fire the guy. Someone has to take his spot, and they don't have that, in my opinion, on their coaching staff right now. But I do think change is going to come. Whether it's a change in philosophy, whether if it's a change in figuring out how things are going to work now, I don't know. But I do think change is going to come. All right, I want to get the DEFCON levels updated before we take a break and we get into the second half of the mailbag. So remember, in case you're a new listener, DEFCON level one is really, really bad. DEFCON level five is really, really great. You don't have to worry about anything. Let's start on offense. Quarterback, Kenny Pickett. He was a two last week, and I kept him at a two again this week. There were signs of life. That's a good thing. Signs of life. There's a pulse. There's a pulse, people. But it's just not good enough. Not yet. Not even close to good enough. He's remains at a two. Wide receivers and tight ends, again, I don't think they're the problem. But they're also not out there making a bunch of plays. So that ties to the quarterback. They were a three last week. I kept him at a three this week. Running backs, they were a four last week. I said, look, it's not their problem. They're not the issue. I, I still feel like they're leaving some plays out there. They went down to a three. They were a four last week, went down to a three. The offensive line was a two. They stay at a two. I, it's just not good enough across the board. And let's go to the defensive side. Defensive backs remain at a two. Levi Wallace continues to get torched. Uh, Patrick Peterson, better game, much better than week one. And then you have some of the issues with injuries with Minka Fitzpatrick and his question mark status. It stays. They stay at a two. And inside linebackers, hey, we're moving in the right direction, folks. We're going up. They were a three. Now they're a four. I loved Quan Alexander. I thought Alandon Roberts showed up. And I thought Cole Holcomb had his best game as a Steeler in week two. I thought it was a good performance. They're heading in the right direction. I have that moved up the right direction to a four. Another position group that is heading in the correct direction is outside linebacker. They were a four last week. Believe it or not, I've got them at a five. I can't ask for anything more from this outside linebacker group. TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Nick Herbig, Marcus Golden, all of them are playing great football. Marcus Golden's logging more snaps than we thought. He's being good quality depth. So is Nick Herbig. Would have had a sack if it wasn't for Deshaun Watson's face mask. They are a five. I am not worried about that at all. The defensive line remains at a three. They don't change. I was proud of Armand Watts. He showed up. DeMarvin Leal played well. Keanu Benton played well. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi played out of his mind in the first half and definitely not at 100%. They're at a three. They stay at a three. I like the way they're trending now. And then lastly, special teams, Presley Harvard. Boy, he had a day. He had a good day. Love those punts inside the 10. He had four inside the 20. Chris Boswell nails two field goals from over 50. I want to remember remind everyone that Presley Harvard had a great hold on, on the 50-yard kick. So they go up one to four. DEFCON level four. So that's heading in the right direction. We will update those every week like we always do. And just like we do every week, when we come back after this break, we have a lot of questions to answer. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Viewer fans, welcome back to the second half. It is time for the mailbag segment. In case you don't know how this works, every single Tuesday I put out the tweet from my Twitter handle at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, just asking, hey, I need some questions. You all provide some uh, questions. I'll answer them. And you all did in a big, big way uh, to the tune of 42 questions. I feel like some of them I probably answered in the first half. Nonetheless, we're going to roll through these because like I was explaining to my wife after dinner, on Tuesday night, she said, did you have a lot of questions? I said, I had a ton of questions. She goes, are you going to answer them all? I said, I've always said this. If they take the time to ask the question, I will take the time to answer the question, no matter what. Let's get this started off with a familiar name. That would be my own mother, Pam Hartman. She said, was it less of a win or more of a not a loss? I don't know the not a loss thing. It's a win. It's a win. Leave it at that. It wasn't pretty. No one's going to tout it. No one's going to say we're going to hang our hat on this one, but it was a win. Thank you for the question. Nathan Bolig, he asked too. He said, do you believe the Steelers need to dispense with tradition and fire Canada? Maybe over the bye week. I know Kenny's been bad, but the vanilla offense we're running where the defense knows exactly what's coming is doing him no favors. Kind of talked about that in the first half. I can actually see if this current trend continues that he will be fired. I think he will, but it's yeah, I think they will buck that trend. Next question from Nathan, what's the biggest bright spot on offense so far, in your opinion? For me, it would either be Washington as a blocker or Calvin Austin making some tough catches and throwing great blocks for a little guy. I would say that a bright spot for me in the offense, probably Calvin Austin. Um, I also, man, the offense has just been so bad. It's really tough. George Pickens is a bright spot, but it's not like everyone's expecting him to have a good season. So I don't, that's not really a surprise. 
So, yeah, yeah. Biggest bright spot, yes, but not a surprise. All right, Heath Davis. He says, El Jefe, first off, my thoughts go out to Mr. Chubb. I am a UF Gator fan, too, and we had some crazy battles with him in college. He has always been a player you hate to play against but can't help but respect. A very class act. I wish him a speedy recovery. Thank you, Heath, and I I second that motion. Uh, Nick Chubb does it the right way, and you hate to see a guy go down like that. It's the same knee he injured before. If he tears all those ligaments again, who knows? It could be a career-ending injury. I'm just going to tell you that. All right, Heath Davis also has. It's hard to believe that after the success at the end of last season and the improvement in the offseason, the Steelers are a worse football team. Omar Khan doesn't sign bums off the street. The problem is you have great players trying to outplay bad play calls. I get it. I get it. All right, let's uh, see here. Uh, he said, sorry for the, the two statements. Here's my question. What effect does have a does having a bad coach that the players know is a bad coach walking around the locker room acting like their play calling isn't the problem have on team morale? Well, I don't know if, if Matt Canada's walking around with his chest puffed out saying, look at me, I'm the one that's calling the plays. You all need to execute the plays. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. If he's doing that, that's a bad look. It's a bad look when the team scored seven points first week and then they got bailed out by the defense in the second week. So I'm not sure that's happening. I can't imagine it would be good, though, if that is. Last question from Heath. What can KPA do to turn a corner this year? Can he audible at the line like you had seen Ben doing? Would you trust him to do that? Anything is better than the play calling Monday. I do think that they can turn the corner on Kenny Pickett, and he can actually you know, start to make the plays that present themselves. Because even though Matt Canada's play calling is awful, he is missing throws. So you can't deny that some of these short, some of them, I think Troy Aikman labeled them as layups. You have to make those layups. I mean, that's that's a great analogy. So yeah, how does he turn the corner? By, by creating and executing, I think is the best way to put it, executing the plays when they are actually presented to him. Let's go to Thomas. He said, how do we fix the offensive line? It seemed like there was a player running through the line, untouched every play. Not much Kenny can do when he's running for his life. No, the offensive line has not been good. I think you go back to last year, it took, it took some time. It took some time for this line to get comfortable, to get in a groove together. Now, this group is basically all returning. You would, wouldn't think it would be that big of a deal. I don't know. Pat Meyer's system worked last year. Maybe it's just going to take some time. Todd Hall said, if Kenny didn't, the preseason didn't have the preseason he had. Do you think the unwarranted hate for a second year quarterback would be so big? And second, the O line played behind the line of scrimmage. Why so much hate for Najee? When he does get a little room, he runs to run, he goes off. So much hate for two good players. Todd, you bring up a great point. And the first and foremost, you talk about if he, if Kenny Pickett didn't have this lights out preseason, would we all have these expectations? I think for some of these throws, yes, we would. Maybe they wouldn't be as lofty expectations as you label them, but I, I see what you're saying. In terms of the, the offensive line not really getting a lot of push, that's evident. And so I don't blame Najee Harris or Jalen Warren. It's just, it's just bad. It's just bad all around right now. Let's go to Southside Doc, Doc M. He asked, this feels like the 2022 Jets which went for Rodgers and his coordinator. One, would a better quarterback make a difference in Canada's offense? Right now, making those throws, the answer is yes. If Kenny Pickett is able to connect on some of these throws that are actually on time and the receiver has a step, then yes, a better quarterback would make a difference. Number two, 
Could Pickett play in an offense designed for Rodgers? I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is unique. His arm talent is unbelievable. I don't know if anyone can just do that. And he also is very intelligent. No one wants to give him credit, but he's very intelligent. And three from Doc, Pickett is 25. In the not-for-long NFL, how much time should he get? He's definitely going to get the rest of this year. And then after this year, let's see how it finishes. That might dictate what the Steelers do the following year. I don't think they go out and make some glaring change. If he struggles like this all year, that, that's going to change everything. I don't expect that to happen. I hope that doesn't happen. We'll see how it plays out. Brian Haynes asked several questions. Have you ever seen a first quarter pass 45 minutes like last night's? Last night's game felt like an eternity. It felt like an absolute eternity. Just, I, I think the game ended after midnight. It was just awful. The length of that game, and it's because of injuries. That's why. Next one, Brian, true or false, can Cam return after the bye? They're saying eight weeks. That's no, that they after the bye, yes, he can. Meaning right after in week seven, I don't think so. Let's go with another one from Brian. How short is KPH's leash? Continued play like this cannot be allowed. I think they're going to give him a long leash because they're going to give him time. And if they make a change, it'll be the the coordinator goes before they bench him. I guarantee that. Last one, would you rather have JPJ start this week or try to let Wallace redeem himself? They're going to continue. Joey Porter played 14 defensive snaps on Monday night. So that's double the number that he had in week one. I think they're going to continue to put him out there, get him a little bit more acclimated little by little, brick by brick, step by step. That's when you'll start to see him take over. So, yeah, I think eventually you will, but I don't think it's going to be right away. All right, Brandon Diaz asked several. He said, you mentioned in the post-game podcast, but when do you think Matt gets fired? I think if he gets fired, it would be after the bye week or during the bye week or before, whatever. Say we fire Matt. Does the quarterback coach take over? That's Matt, That's Mike Sullivan. He's an option. Will that even solve anything? Who would you want to take over? I, I don't think anyone outside. He, he says Todd Haley. I'm not bringing in Todd Haley. But at the same time, again, it's going to be really difficult, like I mentioned in the first half, to bring in an outsider. Three, he said, did you hear what RG3 said about the offense? Thoughts? And Brandon sent me this clip. I watched it. RG3 talked about how Matt Canada's offense is just not set up for success for a quarterback. He went to everything on how you typically set up reads where they work from right to left. So it allows the quarterback to just scan the field in one specific way. Boom, 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 boom. He's not doing that right now. He's cutting the field in half. So it, it was a really good take. Uh, I, I'm going to trust someone like him who has NFL experience over my own thoughts and opinions based on the fact that I don't know as much as he does. So that's just me though, for sure. Okay, um, I know Brandon asked another one. Let me see if I can find it. Here we go. Uh, he said, Kenny Pickett is ranked 32nd in season QBR. What needs to change? Well, play calling needs to change. Accuracy needs to change. Those will both improve his QBR. Levi sucks. Will JPJ start versus the Raiders? No, I don't think he'll start versus the Raiders. Why is Gunner still on this team? Great question. Mike Tomlin didn't mention it, although that all he said was that Gunner is in the concussion protocol. When will fans realize this is less about Najee versus Jalen and more about the O-line and play calling? I think that this is really big, that the offensive line needs to get it together to help both running backs. And then the last part from Brandon, our red zone offense didn't make a mistake, mainly because we didn't even get to the red zone, but still a positive outlook, right? Very funny. I said that in my losers on the Winners and Losers podcast. And then lastly, shout out to Big Press. I get on his case weekly, but was great this week. 
yeah, Big Press had a good game. Had a great game. Okay, let's go to Nathan Van Slyke. He said, hey, Jeff, as tough as it was to watch the offense struggle, it was very nice to see the Steelers' defense bounce back from the game against San Francisco. How long do you think this defense can carry the team on their backs? 2019 proved that the defense can carry this team longer than you think. Is it all the way to the playoffs? No, they're going to need some help. But can they carry them for a while? Yes, the answer is that they can. Uh, let's go to George Rico. Uh, he said, what do you? What do we need to see from Glenn Thomas to help out Matt and Kenny? Could he do the offensive coordinator job if it comes to it? I think that he would be the next man up. I don't know what he does, what he brings to the table that is so beneficial because I don't know much about him, if I'm being honest. Let's go to the next one. Is George Pickens really him as a couple? Do you think Keanu Benton and JPJ get a more prominent role going forward starting next week? More prominent? Yeah, meaning they're used more. Is it going to be like starting? No, I don't think either is going to start. But more prominent? Yes. Next one from is George Pickens really him? Bittersweet win. What happened to the preseason Kenny? Think he think we will see his confidence return to at least near that that level this year? It's going to take some time. You used to see you talk about confidence. He lacks it right now. He doesn't trust himself. He doesn't trust his eyes. And it's starting to feel like he doesn't trust his arm. That's a really bad trifecta. But I hope he gets it back. RJ says, it was nice to see they try to get the the run game going more this week, but it's hard to run the ball when most of the time the Browns had five defensive linemen. So do we see a turnaround next week and go for our first 100-yard rushing game? I'm not going to predict a 100-yard rushing game anytime soon for the Steelers. I just want to see them with a loaded box. If they go with 12 personnel with two tight ends to throw the ball to a tight end once in a while, try to get the defense to have to change what they always do. Don't be so damn predictable. DJ Spicer. Hey Jeff, if you could give a master's green jacket to a Steelers player this game, who would it be? Also, who would you demote to caddy? He said, for me, Highsmith gets the jacket and a core four gets demoted to caddy. I agree with Highsmith. I'd give him the jacket as well. I'm going to demote Levi Wallace. To caddy, though. There you go. Gray Robes said, Why in the world is Braden Fajoko still on the practice squad? It makes no sense as he's a tremendous run stuffer. I get that. I predicted he would be elevated with Cam Hayward's injury. I was wrong. But Armand Watts played well. You got to give him credit, too. All right. Eric asks, Offense is pretty bad. How much of it is on Canada? If it somehow gets worse, can you see the Steelers actually firing Canada midseason for a spark? Eric kind of talked about that already. I actually can see it happening. Bartholomew Graps is Mr. Hartman was seeing how successful Nick Herbig and JPJ were on the field Monday. Do you think the Steelers get them more game reps? Also, do you think there will be some shuffling going on with the offensive line? I don't really see where the shuffling would come from unless you're talking about bringing Nate Herbig into the lineup, like for a James Daniels or an Isaac Sayamalo, which I don't really see him as an upgrade. Um, maybe Broderick Jones at left tackle, but I don't think Dan Moore was the problem. And But I, I, I do think that you're going to see Herbig, Joey Porter Jr., they're going to start seeing more and more time, more and more time. Andre says, I feel like Levi Wallace is a liability, and I believe Joey Porter Jr. should start outside. I also feel play calling has been horrible on both sides. And please, can we get rid of jet sweeps forever? What do you think? I'm all in on Joey Porter seeing an increased number of snaps. I don't want them starting and benching Levi Wallace. They're going to need him. They're, they will, trust me. Play calling has been bad, and the jet sweep, if you can run it successfully and it's not predictable, I don't mind it, but I understand what you're saying. Angry Girl Dad said, Hi, Jeff. Now that the muskrat is considering a paywall for Twitter, he's talking about Elon Musk, 
Uh, will you continue to primarily use it for fans for sports network or will you consider other platforms? Um, we, we've, could definitely consider other platforms, but right now, like I'll, I'll deal with that. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Is essentially what I want to say in that regard. DJ Spicer also asks, "Hey Jeff, the Steelers currently sit in 31st for time of possession and dead last for first downs. Do you think this is a more symptomatic of a poor run game or a poor overall scheme? Can I answer both? I think I can. It is both. It's both. It's a bad scheme and it's bad execution." Haskins QB1. Hey, Jeff, is it time the Steelers get out of their old ways and get rid of Canada? Because it's hurting the progression of Kenny Pickett in this young offense. I, 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 yeah, we're all on the same page here, I think. I think I actually see it as a possibility this year. I can't say that about previous years. So that has changed. Ed Cunningham says, is it me or is Warren just hitting the hole harder than Najee? Najee found it late, but it's got to start that way. Does Najee need different, more vertical types of run plays called for him? Yeah, I, I don't know. I wish I could tell you the answer to that question. The running game for me is a giant mystery. It's one of those where you're like, gosh, you you see these runs and you think there's some rhythm there, and then it evaporates. It evaporates, just like the whole that that Najee Harris sees sometimes. It just is gone. So they got to get that running game fixed, and that's something that one of our uh, listeners in the live chat said during the postgame show. He said, you know, the difference is simple. When Kenny Pickett has a run game, he's better. They need to give him a run game. And let's also not pretend like he's not, you know, he's second-year Kenny Pickett should not be like compared to 2015 Ben Roethlisberger when he was slinging the ball over the place. And it was, this is a lot of fun because he was really good. He, okay, he might get there, but let's also be a little bit patient. Development is going to take some time for some players. All right, that does it for me. Great show. Thank you for everyone that submitted a question. I do appreciate it. Uh, I'll be back on Friday. I got to find, I'm going to reach out to someone I know that's covering the Raiders here at Fans First, see if we can get them on the show. We are moving at light speed right now with this short week. So make sure you stay tuned to all things Steelers at Steel Curtain Network, including the Steel City Insider coming up today at noon. In the meantime, you know, we finished it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you on Friday. Good Steelers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.